0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's your True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Cup versus league. We know it's not as simple as that, but we are going to do a little podcast for you guys about whether or not you want us to win the cup or win the league. Again, we know it's not mutually exclusive, but we're going to have that argument. I am joined by Adam Widrington and Adam Cleary, Double Adam. I'm Charlotte, but hopefully you knew that. Um, If you like this, we do lots of other stuff on our Patreon Uh, Please do consider joining us. It's between 3 and £8 a month for varying levels, varying volume of content. Loads of great stuff on there at the moment. We are just, we are cup crazy. There's lots of cup content, there's transfer (laughs) rumours, there's all kinds of stuff. But let's get into today's conversation. Why don't we? Um, All right, Adam W, I'll come to you first. We're going to have to do it like that. It's going to get confusing. It will get confusing. It will get confusing. Okay, we know it's not a question. I said at the top of the show, it's not a question of either or. It could be both. It could be both. But isn't it so nice? Isn't it so great to be able to even think about either or or both? Um, League Cup and top four are within our grasps. We Grasps, but two things. We'd have to double grasp. Um, we have maybe not discussed enough how insanely successful this season has been. Much has been sort of bandied about on social media of that sort of comparison of where we were this time last season, 19th, to where we are this season, top four. Um, What, Adam W., are your highlights so far and why?
2: It's been an absolutely remarkable 12 months. Like you say, the turnaround has been beyond anyone's wildest dreams as a Newcastle fan. We were all buzzing for the takeover. We were i um, pleased to get Eddie Howe in, but nobody, nobody could have possibly foreseen where we stand now. i um, still in the top four um, as it stands in the league going into when in the mid January and like you say, we're in the, the semi-final of, of a domestic cup. And yeah, it feels incredible. Some of the highlights for me along the way, yeah. um, to be honestly, we didn't win this game, but the Man City three-three at home, I think, was just a wonderfully exhilarating match to be a part of. What a brilliant! There was a lot of hype before it wasn't there. It was kind of like the you know the the oil derby or whatever they wanted to call it, but it oh, yeah. it, it delivered. It had everything: the drama, the quality, high intensity. I just think what an advert for the Premier League that fixture was, and it kind of. It was symbolic for me that we went toe to toe with, with Man City, the other, like I said, the other big oil uh, takeover lads, and we went toe to toe. We went toe to toe with them. We went three one up, and we were quite unlucky to come away with just a point against Manchester City. And that was at Manchester City with. Har- we did well. That Harland only scored one in that game, yeah. given what he's his exploits uh, either side as well. But I mean. To, to kind of get it started, that Man City one in particular, um, the, the, the Spurs away two one, I think was 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 a bit of a turning mm-hmm. point as well. Um, it really put us on, you know, it put us on the top table. I think the fact that we're going against direct Champions League rivals and we're, we're matching them, we're competing, we are beating them, <laughs> we're stopping yeah, them from beating was. us. It's yeah, that's it's, right, it's that's insane. That's um, and then yeah just just to add flavour to this debate um, I'm going to say the quarterfinal against Leicester um, in the Carabao Cup that was a superb night it was magical yeah. and it made everyone believe um, so if we're just going to I'll just put throw mine out there a home and away and then a, and a cup fixtures as three of my biggest highlights uh, so far this season
1: Love it and you're giving nothing away with regards to this debate None, as we go on <laughs> <laughs> because we've got we've got some uh, league fixtures and some cup fixtures there. Adam C, tell me what have your highlights been of this season so far? Do
3: you know I was thinking about this? I don't. You talked about the Man City game there. Do you recall that we were at one stage of the season? I think we've gone five without a win. That included like the Liverpool
4: mm-hmm. air quote
3: defeat, the three three against City, and the it started quite well. We're drawn against Brighton, I think. Yeah, and we had the City game, and then we drew against Wolves. I think I'm going to get some of this wrong. And I think it was Palace and Bournemouth we had at home, back-to-back, and we didn't win either of those games. And I think we're about 11th, 12th on the table, and all of a sudden people were like, "We played well. We're we're doing okay. The Liverpool game, we should have won. We're not more losing. We're not losing, yeah, but mm. for what they've spent and the aspirations, we should probably be doing a little bit better. And I remember distinctly saying, don't worry, they're going to absolutely muller somebody. It's just going to click, and then they're not going to look back. And I think the next game was that Fulham away.
1: It was Fulham, yeah.
3: 4-1, where, and it could have been more than that. I, was, I watched that. I was in Spain, really, and I found somewhere to watch that game. And we could have had seven or eight that day. And then they followed that up with Brentford at home, where they scored five. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it had gone from, well, the goals aren't there, and they look all right, but it's not really gelling. So, all of a sudden, you know, I think there have been a couple of injuries, and all of a sudden, they got everybody on the pitch and scored nine goals in a week. And just since that, since those two games, they've not looked back, they've not stopped for breath, there's barely been a pause or any kind of slowing of momentum. Virtually every single team that's been in front of them, I mean, we're not lost, aside from the Sheffield Wednesday game. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the, uh, the two competitions we're here to talk about today, there's not been a single defeat. There's barely even been an underwhelming performance. It's just since the start of October, it's just gone on and on and on to the point where well, however much caution you wanted to urge at the start of the season, like, you know, let's, let's set a realistic bar for expectation. Let's not be disappointed if it doesn't happen, this, that and the other. Every single time you've urged caution or every single time you've wanted to rein yourself in, They've just gone and produced another improbable performance, another really great display. They've gone and like they've gone away to Spurs. The Spurs game is a great one to mention because we didn't just go. We've gone to White Hart Lane before and won. Well, it's still mm-hmm. White Hart Lane. I don't care who says it's still the same <laughs> place, right? We've gone there before and won with crap sides in the middle of crap seasons. But that wasn't what that game was. We turned yeah. up and we absolutely resoundingly outplayed them. And if anything, we were quite unfortunate to even concede.
1: And it mattered a lot, I think, that Spurs game because of the Spurs game at the, the previous season at mm-hmm. White Hart Lane, if you will, just being that being a bit of a of shit show. Really, we barely turned up, and and uh, Spurs had the run of the entire game I I remember I was watching that at my friend's my my godchildren and and their dad is a Spurs fan and him being like oh no we won't like it's you know we won't do that well and then Newcastle basically just crumbling and not being able to deal with it and so to go from that previous season to that that game this season was Mm. it was like it's a turnaround I don't think many people expected in such a short time.
3: I think it's worth mentioning the Chelsea game as well, right before the World Cup, because that wasn't just again, we've beaten Chelsea at home with much worse sides than this, but that was we were that game was more like the the palace and the um the uh, the other the other the other home draw we had. It was more like that in the sense of Chelsea very quickly got the read of the game that they mm-hmm. weren't gonna win this and tried to stifle us. And much the same way we've just done uh, the weekend, we just were persistent with it. We were in complete control, and we eventually mm. found a way through late on, because you know the quote-unquote trust of the process. And there's just it, there's been these little markers a season where you've had to not so much pinch yourself, but just sort of accept this is this is who we are now. This is how teams view us. This is how they set up against us, and the challenges we face now aren't oh god, can we maybe try and get a couple of goals and not let in two or three at the back? It's will we find a way through against this side? or will they try and leave here with a barely deserved point which is just uncharted territory for us as football fans.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important to um to kind of take take this moment, take stock of of where we're at. I think for me, um I you know you guys have covered off some important games, which have been highlights of the season. For me, individual performances and and the improvement of certain players have been my highlights. I have absolutely loved watching Sven Botman. He's he's unbelievably good. I didn't know I didn't know anything about him when he signed. And he's just like, you know, steamrolled it in like this immovable object. He's just amazing. Um, seeing Dan Burns score. Uh, the The other day, like that was just so special, seeing this guy score for his boyhood club in the galaxy like it was so special and um yeah, seeing the the Alma um over the <laughs> past sort of the back end of last season I never gets <laughs> old
3: that's such a good word. it never ever just stole the la It's so
1: good, isn't it? Um, anyway, like the individual performances that make up the whole. Um, of this this side being just a class team that really like each other and like working with each other but seeing some of those individual performances and seeing the confidence grow in all these different players has been like a joy really to to watch so I feel very grateful that I've been able to see some of that um we will talk all sorts about all sorts of stuff here but I think before we do we'll break we'll take a little break we'll do a part two of the show um we will break for some adverts from our wonderful sponsors if you hate adverts if you can't stand them fair enough join us on patreon you can get this show the free show uh ad free there's one tier for that there's also a tier for half stuff so if you want to join us just for a few extra bits you know you don't feel like you're ready to commit all the way you want to dip a toe in the water go for it and then if you want the whole shebang of what is becoming like 100 extra podcasts a week you <laughs> it's not it's like 5 to 7 um you can join us for the full uh patron uh platform which is um 8 pounds a month so please do consider it we'll leave you with these messages Welcome back to part two of the True Faith podcast. We are talking about the cup versus the league, whether or not we even have to decide um, whether or not those things matter, whether or not we're just going to win them both and it's all going to be great. Um, So the next question I have for, and I'm here with the two Adams, so it's going to be Adam W, because Adam C answered the last question. Which is more strategically important for Newcastle United, do you think? They obviously want to win both. Like, And, and, and let's be real, we, we're probably not going to win the league at this stage, but we could end in the, that top four. So when we're talking about winning the league, we're talking about that top four. Um, so what do, do you, what's more important to you? What do you think is more strategically important for NUFC? Give me your answer.
2: I think the most strategically important thing for us to do is to finish in the top four is to secure Champions League status. First reason is, we've brought a lot of these top talents into the club. We've sold them a dream and we're doing pretty, pretty damn well to realize that dream quite early. We didn't sign Bruno on the promise that he might get a Carabao Cup under his belt. It would be superb, but Bruno's here to play Champions League football. He wants to be part of football's elite. Sven Botman turned down Milan, came to Newcastle. He wanted to test himself the Premier League, but he also wants to play in Europe's elite competition as well. Isak, exactly the same. He would have been sold. We want to be in the Champions League by this season. If we can achieve that immediately, not only will that, you know, make make good on those promises, it'll show that we meant it. It'll say to other recruits, well they took a leap and look where we are we're in the champions league how easy how much easier will it be to sell the club to potential targets and i mean over the next couple of seasons if we even if we get the champions league once the, there will be some like residual status from that over the next couple of seasons talking about four five extra, you know four extra um, transfer windows with with that in mind the champions league The revenue that you get, prize money, TV money, sponsorship, all of this unlocks FFP. We're constantly told that we can't grow too fast because we don't have the commercial revenue coming into the club. If we don't have that, how can we get that faster? Champions League status, Champions League sponsorship, Champions League TV deals, Champions League prize money. This is extra games, full attendances, and all the money that comes up as part of that as well. Like the Champions League is the place that elite footballers want to play their football. And from the club's perspective, strategically, if we are in the Champions League, if we are at that top table, we can grow, we can expand, we can get a squad that's going to be in domestic semifinals for the next 10 years. That's, that, that's, that's my main argument. Champions League unlocks a lot more for us right now when we don't have a squad big enough to really kind of take off and and challenge on many, many fronts. So as a starter, that's what I'm going to say. Champions League strategically, far more important.
1: I am smiling because Adam C has a smile on his face (laughs) that I just can't ignore. So... Adam, all your points are valid. They also apply to winning a league cup. They all like winning cups and silverware matters to players. It matters to managers. It matters to fans. And it also will bring in sponsorship. Adam, do you want to jump in?
3: I would just like to say uh, there is not a single word I could dispute from my more learned colleague there. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. You do unlock FFP, you do attract these players, et cetera, et cetera. That is absolutely bang on, right? But we've already been the balance sheet champions, all right? That's what Lee has built this club around. <laughs> we've already been pound for pound, the fighting this little scrappy club we can be. I could not care less about where we finish in the league, right? I would be delighted. I said at the start of the season, anything around eighth, seventh, that kind of just an improvement on last year is great steps forward, For us, I agree on the Bruno point. They will have promised him the earth in order to get him here. And if we don't deliver it, then he is going to go. But there's no way in hell they promised it was going to happen next season. There is no way when Isak was looking at his contract the summer just gone, they said, we're aiming for top four. You do not, you do not follow football, right? to Celebrate anything other than being the absolute best at something at some point. I am not a Paul Merson fan, but he has had one incredible gem of wisdom about stuff like this. He was on Soccer Saturday. Jeff Stelling, as Pochettino was exiting the club, mentioned something about all the success he's brought to Spurs. And yes, he was just having a dig at his local rivals, being an Arsenal icon, but he went, what success, Jeff? What success? What success? Spurs got in the Champions League consistently. They challenged for leagues. They did everything other than win a league. And if you ask a Spurs fan right now, if you had a better last 10 years of being a football fan than a Wigan fan has or a Leicester fan has, they could not honestly say that they have. You get those moments. They come around once in, I mean, in our case, in multiple generations. I don't, re- I don't even know people who are alive who saw us win a domestic trophy. And we have the potential to do that. This year, Now, yes, in the long term, you're absolutely right. The strategic thing is we're going to need to get in the Champions League. We need yeah. to be one of those teams that competes there. But right now, this first first full season under new ownership, we're on the precipice of a cup final, a domestic cup final. right? I personally, honestly, I think it would be a genuine shame if in the annals of this club's history in the next 10, 20, 30 years, right, that the Eddie Howe side and the first few years are a footnote because all they managed to do was bump us up the league. That should be the team that gets the monkey off our back. That should be the team that finally ends that trophy drought. And that team deserves more than anything to be remembered as like, that's when it clicked. That's when we started being a football club again. That's when we started to love football, when he won us the league cup.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And I know Adam is chomping at the bits to come in. Champing? Chomping? Chomping? Chomping. Chomping. It is chomping. chomping. Is it chomping? Oh. It's God, they, don't, they won't even agree it's on champing. that, you guys. It's definitely um, not top fouring. That's interesting. <laughs> right. We're not like, come now. Let's be nice to each other. <laughs> um, the I know you're going to come in, Adam, and I know you've got plenty to say. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it in his eyes. I will say this cup, it doesn't bring us Champions League football, but it does bring us European football if we don't you know there is still european football for those players to play and almost i'm almost thinking is that a better kind of step into europe adam go
2: so yeah just to come back on um i think in terms of sponsorship between the carabao cup and champions league it's incomparable i've, I've i did i did a bit okay. of research carabao cup finals watched by 4 million people globally uh, champions league final 400 million obviously we're not expected to reach the Champions League final. If we do reach the Champions League, I'm just trying to stress the very, very different uh, commercial opportunities available in both of those competitions. Um, the other thing I would say to, to, in, to what Adam said, he makes some really enthusiastic, good points about the League Cup. But what I will say is that this league season feels very, very different. We have, we have the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, In a state of flux, in a state of transition, they're struggling, they haven't found themselves. I just think finishing in the top four of the world's premier football league, the most watched league, the most lucrative league, the most competitive, some would say, I think finishing top four in a Premier League season over 38 fixtures is infinitely harder than beating Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Leicester, getting past Southampton over two legs and then a final. Yes. The final comes with a lot of challenges. The semifinals will as well, but I'm talking about a 38 Premier League season against the, some of the best footballers in the world. I think next season will be a lot harder to break into that top four, which is why I'm so eager for us to take this opportunity right now in this league season, while we are so much better than Liverpool. I don't think Spurs are up to much either. Um, and Chelsea, I don't even know what they are at the minute. I think they're just kind of bringing players in, shipping them out, ready for a, a, a sort of title charge in 23-24. I, I kind of think that they haven't got themselves sorted out. We've got ourselves sorted out. So I just think next season, even if we do get you know new recruits in and we sell a bit of Deadwood and we have a better squad, I think it's still going to be harder to finish in the top four next season over this season. So, it, for for that, I think we have to we have to prioritise the league in that respect because I just think we can fast track two or three seasons if we get it this season. Next season, I think that's a lot lot harder.
1: But don't you think that means more if it's harder and we're still doing it and we're like you know pushing on with um with it, with a strengthened squad over the summer and we've got silverware in the cupboard, we've got all of this momentum behind us, it's a harder league and we're still class. Don't you think that would mean more if you know, we, say we finish like 6th or 7th this season but we've won the League Cup and then we're able to kind of compete next season? Because to me, I know you're not saying that we're not going to be able to compete next season. I know you're saying it's just going to be harder Yeah almost feels like, I don't know, it, it would mean more to me if the season is more difficult, that we're, we're competing.
2: I think when it comes down to it, you'll just be happy that we finish in a higher position, regardless of how we've managed right. to, to achieve it, uh, for example. I think, look, you say that we, we get guaranteed Europe if we, if we win the Carabao Cup. That's true.
0: Yeah. We, yeah. Get,
2: we, we go into the qualifying stages of the Europa Conference League
4: mm-hmm. if that
2: happens, okay? we are guaranteed to finish in the, at least the Europa League if we finish top five, okay? Now, we're currently, as it stands, we're seven points ahead in a game in hand from sixth, sixth place Fulham. Yes, Brighton, Brentford, Liverpool have games in hand. It, it, it's not; it's all a bit messy down there at the minute. It's, it, it's not quite in sync. But I think oh, hear we, it. we are in a strong position to finish above sixth, I think, as it stands with our form. I think the fact that even being out the FA Cup provides sort of less distraction from the two that we have. Um, For example, if Man United were to win the League Cup and they finish in the top five, that means that the Europa Conference League place goes to sixth position in the league. Now, are you telling me you don't think we're going to finish in the top six this season, given what you've seen and given where we are and given other teams around us? So I think we are essentially guaranteed Europe either way at the minute. Yes, I could eat me words on that, but I hope not. Yeah. But I think, I think the, the benefits of winning the, the the cup are we get into Europe, but actually qualifying stages of the, 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 the tertiary European competition. We have a ch- chance to finish, to, to finish, go straight into the group stages of, of the, the, the biggest, um, you know, the biggest football competition um, club competition in the world in the Champions League. Um, and if not, there's a there's a Europa League possibility in fifth place as well, which is equally as tantalising. Winning the Carabao Cup doesn't get me on a European tour next season. Finishing in the top four, even the top five, absolutely does. That's what I want.
1: Okay, Adam Cleary, do you want to come in? Well,
3: again, as with the as with the, the initial the initial points, one hundred percent, absolutely correct. Not not a single word out of place there. Um, and I imagine there's probably a lot of people who will agree with that. It's just I don't know, I just keep coming back to this idea that like, I watched Spurs do it and every year they desperately had to finish fourth so they get in the Champions League so they could buy some more players so they could desperately finish fourth so they could stay in the Champions League. <laughs> and now the handful of Spurs fans I know are just absolutely miserable. They went through all that. They did had a cycle of about six or seven years where they occasionally flirted with a league title, where they got to the last stage of this, the last stage of the Champions League itself. And it's just, they've got nothing really to show for it other than telling you that a couple of second legs were a lot of fun to go to. And I just think we'll have that. Everything we're talking about, about getting in the Champions League, about you know it being a really good opportunity because those those other teams are dropping off. It's going to come. Like right now for this squad, the, the manager we've got and the players we've got and how quickly we are into this transition, it's a remarkable opportunity for them to get into the top four. And I think if we weren't the richest football club in the world, you'd probably be like, "God, they really have to do it this year." It's such. I mean, we're never going to get this opportunity again. Yeah, next year, Chelsea are going to strengthen and Liverpool will probably be back at it. Man United might have got their, their, their stuff together. And, you know, all these other teams that which we're going to be competing against are probably going to be a much more dangerous proposition. But so are we. Like, you think they're not worried about what we're going to be next season? Yeah. Like, this is all... We've got all this to come and the Champions League night and the European tours and this, that, and the other. They're, they're going to come. And the, the FFP point's great as well. But, again, they'll just, like... Chelsea aren't worried about FFP. Chelsea spent four hundred million this summer and they've just found a clever way to structure it. Yeah, like we don't have to be too worried about playing by the rules. I just think you're, te- you're telling me. You're looking me in the eyes and you're telling me, <laughs> Dan Byrne, in the short time he's at this club, does not deserve to have it go to be one of the players who ends that trophy drought. That Eddie Howe doesn't deserve to be the manager who ends that trophy drought. That's it for
1: me. I
2: six think. words for you, Adam. Dan Byrne in the Champions League.
3: Yeah,
1: I, yeah, great. He's not going to sure win I'm... the Champions League though, is he? Dan this B- is the thing. I bet if you, ask Dan Byrne right
3: now, if you ask Dan Byrne right now, would you rather have five or six Champions League appearances under your belt or would you rather have this picture of you in Wembley holding Newcastle's first domestic trophy in about 60 or 70 years, what do you think he'd tell you?
2: I Don't know you'll have to ask him. He's not on this podcast. You are so, so burn, unwilling and to and burn it's not down about this. Dan Byrne, it's about the club the wider. What is better strategically? What is better for us this season? Um, I'm not gonna be great. I I I think go I'm Adam, not gonna be Adam good Waddington. at cup win if it comes. I'm gonna Adam be Waddington. dancing all night, but
1: I think strategically you are correct. I agree, but I think on a piece like pe- there's me. romance
2: in the Cup win, it's totally. tangible, totally. it's something that's was- ours. And, and actually means something. I, get, I, I I totally get that side of it. And I think Adam's articulated that passion very well.
1: So let's talk about it, right? If we won the Cup, right? And it is an if. We've got Southampton oh, yeah, on Tuesday yeah, yeah. and then a following Tuesday. And although their league form's terrible, we can't take anything for granted. We are very hopeful. I do like the point that you made at the top of the show, Adam, that like people just... You know, not willing to believe and things like that. But then, like you look at Twitter and you talk to your friends, and they've all booked hotels for Wembley. <laughs> they've all <booked> <laughs> very, very
3: quietly, though, you very quietly ask for the, the Monday off work.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be re- working remotely that Monday if that's okay, and probably not in the morning if that's okay. Um. Anyway, let's talk about. If we win, and I'm touching all the wood in my house right now, actually I think this is plastic wood effect, but I will touch, you know, touch wood, Um, touch Chris Wood. Uh, How much does winning this cup, if we win this cup, enthuse us for the Premier League season? Because of course... You know, the final is at the end of February. There's still a, a boatload of games for us to play after that in the league. We've still got till... Because this league goes on a bit longer because of the bloody World Cup. So it's not till the end of May that this the Premier League finishes. Um, do you think it could mean a top four finishes more likely? Because we've got this incredible momentum. We've won a cup. Especially, you know, if we beat Man U, who are historically our kind of bogey cup team. Um, Adam Widrington, you 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 sat up there very quickly when I mentioned <laughs> the, the, the question. So, do you want to jump in?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best thing about the Carabao Cup is the timing of it all. It's all done and dusted and concluded by February. So, yeah. if you, if we, if if we if we reach the final, we can assume that our um, match against Brighton that same weekend would be postponed. So, what we're talking about post League Cup. So, we could win the League Cup, okay? And we'd still have 14 Premier League fixtures to play, which is brilliant because if we're st- if you get to the latter stages of the FA Cup, you get to the latter stages of um, any European competition, that's going to disrupt, that's going to interrupt your league form. Whereas if we get the Carabao Cup done completely by February, then you've got March, April, May, 14 games without distraction because we're in no other competition other teams around us will be in l- latter stages of competitions in the FA Cup and in Europe as well, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a clear run. We're going to be playing one game a week, which means we can pretty much keep a very, very consistent starting eleven, yeah. and that's going to give us a huge advantage when it comes to fitness, when it comes to um, momentum, when it comes to injuries, all of that stuff. But yes, winning the winning the, winning silverware will give us a springboard into that sort of last you know, not quite half rest of the season, you know, we've got, it will, it will, it will, you know, gee up the lads, it'll, it'll get them psyched up, for will give them belief, it'll give them confidence. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We are winners. It's a winning mentality. We, 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 yeah. We've we had to get used to, as fans, winning games, as, as Adam alluded to before, it's really difficult to kind of shift your perspective from lose-lose to suddenly, oh, we're really good. This is, how, this is who we are and this is how good we are. Now, coming off the back again, and a cup win again makes it makes that tangible. Makes that we we, we've won something and we've got we've got something to show for it. Now let's crack. And I think that would just be, it would just be the start of something. You know, if we if we did win that cup, it would be the start of something. It would, it absolutely wouldn't hamper the rest of our season. Now losing in in a in a in a in a league cup final at Wembley. Does that seep in, you know, old, horrible thoughts of Wembley in our lifetimes where it hasn't necessarily gone so well? Do we, do we get a shatter of confidence? Does it knock our nerves or whatever? That's always a danger. But winning it certainly gives us a springboard.
3: I, I've, honestly, this is going to sound – and I'm not just doing this to deliberately take the other tack on every single point. Yeah. I, actually, I actually think that those Southampton games, if we get through Southampton – I think regardless of what happens at Wembley, I think you've then got a squad that is probably going to go on and finish in the top four. Like, not to reduce the entire headline of this podcast to just one very simple answer of we're probably just going to get both. But I think provided we get through that semi-final, you've either got, as you say, a team who know that they can win things now, who know that they belong in that conversation, who know that anything's possible, or you've got an entire club from top to bottom who are going to rally around and go, do you know what? Let's make sure we've got something to show for what a brilliant year we've had. Now, we hoped it was going to be silverware. We haven't done that. Let's make sure that we do then go on and do the next most impossible thing and get that top four spot. And I think the biggest compliment I can pay to what Eddie Howe's done to this team is, you're quite right you bring up, like, you've seen it in the past. We've had that bad result after a good run, and then the season just crumbles away. I do not think for one second the psychology is built into that team and the way he conducts himself and the way he makes his players perform You will see even a shred of that. I would even go so far as say, if they get, if they go to Wembley and get beat, you'll probably see our best performance of the season in the game immediately afterwards, because they will demand so much of a of a response response. of a of a of a a resolve out of that. That I think those Southampton games are the most important games we're going to have in years, and more important than a potential cup final itself. Like, if we can get to that stage, we belong in those conversations. We belong in these occasions. We belong in we belong you know, in the in the finals of these tournaments. And whether we win them or not, that's who we are. And the teams that get there do achieve things ultimately in the long run. They're not just there on a one-off. They're not just there to make up the numbers. They got there at their first possible opportunity. And I just think that's... I, th- I think it'll. It, it's not a make-or-break thing. I think it makes us either way.
1: I love that. And I am, um, you know... Uh... I like the optimism of that so I'm kind of minded to go with it I also there is a little bit of um if we lose like I'm just not willing to entertain that option at
3: the moment nobody's going to see this but the face you pulled when we started talking about potentially losing it
1: yeah I was several chins involved so so far back was my head into my neck in disbelief I don't I don't want to countenance it. I, I know it's a possibility and it's Newcastle United and all of that stuff and a lot of the older fans, because this question, I think there's a generational divide. You know, mm. clearly you two are not genera- generationally divided. Um, I think we're all of the same generation, but I would talk to EG, my dad, and it is cup. It is cup. It is cup. It is cup. The league can come next, but I want to see Newcastle win something in my lifetime. Actually, he saw Them win the Fairs Cup, but um, you know, many, many, many years ago, so he uh, but he's just desperate, he's desperate for that. And there are so many fans, you know, a little bit younger than my dad who have never seen Newcastle win anything. And I think, Adam, your point is, is right, and I think you have this faith that we're you know, in our 30s or whatever, I'm obviously 20, and um, and we <laughs> have. And we have loads of time because the, 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 this is a project, and we're going to see cups. But the people who are older than us have just never seen it, and are so desperate to to see that happen that that the league can come next. The league will happen, but this is this is more important. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us onto the very last bit of the show now, and I'm gonna make you both choose. I don't think I'm gonna be surprised by your answers here. But if it's an either or, and I know it isn't an either or, but I'm going to make you do an either or. Adam, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's it's top four finish for you. We that is.
2: If it's an either or, yeah, I think kind of for the same reasons that Adam was saying, um, the Champions Eagle come, we want a cup now. It'll make. I actually think I kind of think the other way around. I think. I think we're going to be in lots of domestic cups. We're going to be in lots of semifinals moving forward because as our squad gets bigger and better and better and more talented, I think the, the big opportunity, the hard opportunity that won't come around is is a, is a top four finish this season. It, it is we, we are going to be against Chelsea. We're going to be against Liverpool. We're going to be against better versions of these teams next season, even Spurs, we're going to be against better versions of the, of, of some even of these teams. Spurs. Next so I just <laughs> even think Spurs could improve. Even Spurs, I just think that we have we have to just we have to get in there to take our place at the top table, and then everything else falls into place, including domestic cups. Um, so yes, if it's an either or, I'm sticking with top four.
1: Yeah, and I think Adam, I, you know, neither of us on this podcast disagree with your reasoning neither of us do it's just it's that romanticism i think probably for adam i'm gonna go adam cleary i'm gonna say that you're a cup guy you're a cup man cup i'm a cup guy
3: um again like as, as i've said the way through there's not a single word i could dispute with anything adam said like from a strateg- from a strategy point of view it's absolutely bang on but i know why i persevered with this football club during the mike ashley years and i know why i kept going and i know why like, no matter how bad or miserable or brutish it got, I still was like, well, <laughs> going to watch the match this weekend. And it wasn't for strategy. Because if I had any strategy personally, I would have walked away a long time ago. I did it for those rare little moments we occasionally got that just reminded you, like, this is actually brilliant, is it? There's nothing better than your football team doing well. And for me, don't get me wrong, we, don't, we miss out on the League Cup final and we secure top four on the last day. I will celebrate as long and as hard as anything I've celebrated in a very long time. But if it's an either-or and I've got the choice, it's just being able to point at that League Cup final and be like, we won that. They said we couldn't do it. They said it wasn't that we were being held back. It was just that we were just fundamentally not good enough to be that team. And the second we got rid of him and we got rid of Bruce and we got rid of the, the cloud that was over the place, we went and we did it straight away. And Eddie and Dan Byrne and Bruno and Wilson, all the players who we so ingratiated towards now, they get to write their names down as they were the first team that did it for us. might, we might win something the next year and the year after that, but we had that gap, where we thought we'd never see us win something. And those were the players, most of whom we stuck with us through the bad phases. Some great players have come in, some we've developed, some we've really encapsulated the change in the club, both on the pitch and off it. They get to be the ones that did this and, I think there's something, there's there's something, there's a lot more to be said about that than just, you know, what it does sort of for the club in the long run. I'm greedy also. I'm just a greedy little boy and I want I want us to win something I'm just a horrid, spoiled little child. And as soon as I've got a taste of success, I want, I want more on it all.
1: <laughs> um... It's hard, isn't it, to to go from like 18 months ago, like a Newcastle fan, to now being called a horrid, spoiled little boy who just wants all the success. Because that wasn't what it was like before. Listen, it's such an
2: arrogantly titled podcast as well. Cup or top four, like the luxury that we have the choice now. Yeah,
1: life is so hard, isn't it?
2: Relegation or 17th place. <laughs>
3: yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> all my Spurs friends are starving out there. They're absolutely starving. They're just, just the gobbling up time. all the nice things.
1: I'm fine with it. You know what? I'm
3: fine with oh, it. Honestly, it tastes it's so the, the sweeter juices are running down my chin this season.
1: <laughs> this Brilliant. is going to get um really weird if I don't end it soon. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna clo- I'm gonna close the podcast close the podcast that's new isn't it <laughs> i'm gonna close it now um by saying that for me i just i do i want the, i want the i want the open top bus i want a cup i want the streets to be filled with us uh crying at damn being like holding up the cup but for all the reasons you've said Adam I would not in any way be upset like be upset if we don't win the cup this season and we end in a top four position there is so much to be excited about at this club regardless of which direction we go in um with regards to this conversation so I'm just I'm just along for the ride absolutely buzzing to be here and uh, and excited to see what comes next so with that I will close the podcast. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam, for joining me and for such lively debate. I have so enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed listening at home. If you have, please do consider joining us on Patreon. I won't do the whole spiel. You've had it already. But thank you so much for listening and take care.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.